0: Hello everyone, I'm Sierra, and I'm Ashley, and this is your weekly weekly Dose of Wicked.
1: welcome back to your weekly dose of wicked oh we've missed you so much i feel like it's been forever since we've done a normal episode
0: Mm, that's because it has been forever since we've done a normal episode and it's also the first episode of the new year Woohoo! happy 2023 everyone
1: hope it's great to you
0: no i hope you all came in real quiet you sat down you didn't cause a fuss we don't want to stir anything
1: no we need a good year
0: we didn't come in quiet (laughs) I don't know why not Because we didn't, what do you mean? We didn't cause a fuss We didn't cause a fuss, but we drank too much And we were partying a little too hard Oh Okay Anyway, what do we got going on?
1: I don't know, it's been so long I don't remember how to do this
0: I know, right? Uh, Well, what do we got going on? Uh, We've got a new Patreon member Joining us on the
1: level of the Extraordinarily i heard every part of that did you i did yeah
0: this (laughs) fancy mic i got
1: okay give me a drum roll again
0: normally they don't know because i added it but normally i have to do it like three or four times before we can get me doing it
1: in different tones yes brie kelsey woohoo! yeah girl welcome 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 i'm so
0: glad to have you here
1: at this point, you joined like two weeks ago, but we haven't done a normal episode since then, so. Right,
0: right, right. Still happier here. Uh, how do you get in the Patreon, Ashley?
1: Patreon.com slash Weekly Dose of Wicked.
0: That's right. You can join one of our four amazing tiers starting at $3, ranging in price up to $10. So go check it out if you haven't already. Uh, how else can you support our small podcast? You can buy us a coffee at buymeacoffee.com buymeacoffee.com slash W-D-O-W. Uh, How else you can support us? You can leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcast. Follow us on Facebook. Follow us on Instagram.
1: Send us an email.
0: Send us some snail mail. Send us some snail mail at our P.O. Box. We haven't ever checked that, actually. Maybe we got something.
1: Yeah, we probably should do that. You should check it, Friday. Okay, I'll think about it. Okay. I have a non clanking water bottle for you today.
0: Yeah, it's a little icy, though. There's no ice in it. Mm, I can hear something jangling around.
1: Water. Mm, okay. Yours is icy. No, it's not icy. It's broken. Oh, right. I forgot.
0: I need a new tumbler. Yeah, you do. It's not icy. It's just broken. My tumbler, it's a double insulated, whatever, double wall tumbler, and the wall is separated. It's quite sad, but I'm a broke bitch, so I just keep using it. It's fine. It's fine. All's good. All's good. What are you doing? Oh,
1: my stupid computer came unplugged. It won't plug back in. Okay. I'm gonna have to crawl into the desk. Hold on. Hurry up. Good. I'm a broke bitch as well, and my charger's from China, and it just sparked, and I thought I was gonna catch on fire.
0: <laughs> fun fun.
1: Okay. Anyways. So we covered everything. New Patreon.
0: We cover everything. That's all we got.
1: We hope you love 12 Days of Podcastmas.
0: Yeah, we really hope you liked it. I don't know. We didn't get a lot of stirring of how people felt about it, so.
1: No, no one really told us.
0: Well, they did all love Day 6.
1: Yeah, Day 6 was popular.
0: Which is weird, because we thought it was going to be, like, the worst, because it was an awful, awful day.
1: Yeah, we thought people would be like, boo you, whore. Never listening to you again.
0: No, but you guys really seemed to love it. You really seemed to love Southern Sierra.
1: Uh, you and your nickname for yourself. <laughs> mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. uh, I was at Dollar General earlier and Allison made fun of me because I was talking to her and she said that um, there's like this little old man. He's wearing an army veterans hat. He's having a really, he was on the struggle bus. He was having a really hard time. Uh, his debit card kept getting declined because I don't know. The cashier said that he was entering the wrong pin, but he assured us the pin was correct. I don't know. He held the line up for like 20 minutes. <laughs> And then he like pushed the cart out to his car. He was like loading the car, loading the cart, like everything into his car. And I was like, oh, like my conscience was pulling at me. And I was like, I've got to go help this old man. I was talking to Allison. So like I walked up to him and I was like, I was like, Hey there, can I take your card up for you? And he was like, Oh, thank you, sweetheart. And I said, No, thank you, and thank you for your service. God bless. Then I got my car and she said, I just love how you were just like your normal, obnoxious self. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh, hey there, can I put that card
1: away? I feel like a little fake Southern Belle.
0: Like you flip it on and off. And I said, well, that's because living in the South, I've learned people, they, they take better to my Southern.
1: To your fake Southern accent?
0: They they take better to me being Southern than being a damn Yankee.
1: Well, you're just a little obnoxious. I know,
0: but it's fine. Whatever it is, what it is.
1: All right. We have anything else to discuss?
0: I don't think so. Let's get the show on the road. My stomach hurts. I want to get in the bath and soak in the hot bath. So, for anyone who cares, because they do care, even though you tell me they don't care about me, my cr- my Crohn's is really acting up. I'm having a really bad flare up, and I'm really not feeling well. So, if I sound mopey, it's not because I don't love you guys. It's just because I really don't feel good.
1: But you're being a trooper.
0: I'm gonna do my best to be my normal bubbly self. But <laughs>
1: <laughs> bubbly—that's the word I would
0: use. I am bubbly. Okay. Take it away.
1: This episode occurs in the good old South as well.
0: Oh, good. Can Southern Sierra come back to play? Mm,
1: If you want her to, I'll allow it. Okay. So it occurs in Columbia, South Carolina. Okay. Why are you swiping me?
0: You got something like crawling on your face, it looks like. You got something. Can you wipe your camera? Wipe your camera. Is it like a reflection? Maybe it's a reflection.
1: I see it. It's like on my lip. It's like right here.
0: Yeah, but like depending on where you move, it like goes up your nose. Yeah, right there. That's where it was.
1: Yeah, I don't know what that is. Maybe it's a ghost. A ghosty.
0: I think it's the reflection of the light behind you. But anyway, whatever. Let's go.
1: Okay. Anyway, so Columbia, South Carolina. I've been there. I have too. April 13th, 2012, which is a Friday, by the way, Friday the 13th, at 12.42 p.m., a frantic call was placed by Brett Parker reporting that his wife, Tammy, had been shot and killed. Oh, no. Did he kill his wife? <sighs> Just hold on to your britches and listen. Okay. When asked if the perpetrator was still in the house, he answered that he was, but that he had shot him and possibly killed him. He told the operator that he knew who it was. It was one of his friends. His name was Brian Capnerhurst. I think is how you say that. When the police arrived, Brett was standing in his driveway and escorted the police officers inside. He said that he believed that both his wife and Brian were dead.
0: They were having an affair, weren't
1: they? Can you just calm down? (sighs) Quit trying to guess.
0: You know I like to guess. All right.
1: Upstairs, they found Tammy laying face down with two gunshot wounds, one to the back and one to the head. They found Brian slumped over with four gunshot wounds, one to his left arm, chest, face, and side. Both were deceased upon arrival. Hmm. Brett told the police what happened. Brian arrived at his house for a planned visit. When he got there, Brett was in the bathroom and yelled to Brian to go upstairs and wait for him. While in the bathroom, Brett heard gunshots and ran upstairs. He was greeted by Brian, pointing a gun to his face and telling him to go open his safe right now. Brett made his way to the safe, and on his way he saw his wife laying face down in a pool of blood. He bent down to open the safe, but actually pulled out a gun he had hidden next to the safe, turned around, and shot Brian multiple times in self-defense. He then made his way to his wife and saw that she was dead and called 911. At first, seemed like an easy, cut-and-dry case of attempted robbery gone wrong. How many times now have we heard that?
0: Uh, a lot.
1: It's um, pretty much never robbery gone wrong. Right? At least not on this podcast.
0: <laughs> no, not on this podcast. Maybe on these other podcasts you listen to, but not on this award-winning podcast.
1: Yeah, not this one. We don't do that. So, even though they thought it was a robbery gone wrong, they did their due diligence and they uh, investigated the case to make sure what Brett said was the truth.
0: Right? was Logistically, were is it two separate
1: guns? <clears throat> it is. Two guns oh, okay. were found at the scene.
0: I'm impressed by that, I will say.
1: A four ten revolver that was used to shoot Brian was found on the floor. And a 9mm pistol that was used to shoot Tammy was found in Brian's hand. Tammy was face down like she was trying to run from her attacker when she was shot in the back. There was 9mm ammo in Brett's gym bag that he had brought with him. Brett was a family friend of the Parkers. During the investigations, they found out that Brett and Brian knew each other through sports betting. Brett was a bookie, and Brian had started working under him. Brett admitted that he owed Brian some money, about $20,000. Brian was having money problems at the time. His wife had maxed out all of their credit cards. He was working three jobs at the time, and he could barely make his ends meet. Brett's father, Jack, said that he had talked to Brian just days before about their meeting and his money problems. He said that Brian seemed very desperate at the time. So maybe this wasn't a robbery, but Brian was just trying to get the money that Brett owed him. They got in his way, and things took a bad turn. But there were a lot of inconsistencies with Brett's story and the evidence. Was there now? There was. For starters, Brett told the police that he was sitting on the toilet in the bathroom at the time that he heard the gunshot. But in the crime scene photos, the toilet seat was up. So if he was sitting on the toilet, why would the toilet seat be up?
0: Right. Right.
1: Brett says that this is because they have a small son who was, I think, four or five at the time, so they keep the toilet seats up for him so it's easier. hmm But in a time of panic, they thought that it was just really odd that he would think about the toilet seat.
0: Where was the son?
1: Not there. Where was he? It was a Friday at noon, so maybe they were in school. Okay. It was a Friday at noon in April, so. Okay. Maybe he was, like, in kindergarten. I don't know. Or preschool. Okay. Not at home. They had two kids. Neither of them were home.
0: I think he came home the middle of the day and he caught his wife having an affair with his friend, so he killed him. We'll see. That's what I think happened, but
1: continue. I'm right. Okay. <laughs> so they thought that was really odd that in this time of panic he would put the toilet seat up even if that was his normal routine. I agree. But maybe it was just muscle, muscle memory from doing it so many times. It was so normal in their house that he just did it without thinking.
0: First of all, we shouldn't normalize the toilet seat being up.
1: Well, we normalize it being down. What's the difference?
0: I just feel like, um, as a courtesy to women, first of all, you can pee as a man with the toilet seat down. I agree. So I'm just saying, my if my six year old can do it, then I don't know that my six year old has ever once lifted the toilet seat to pee.
1: <laughs> just I don't saying. know.
0: I'm just saying, but okay.
1: After watching the Parker's home surveillance footage, Brett was outside the whole time that he was on the phone with 911. They thought, again, that was super strange behavior. You'd think that he would be inside with his wife, maybe trying to give her CPR, holding her. Mm-hmm. But this was not the case, and he had no blood on his clothing. Little devil's advocate, people act super strange in traumatic situations.
0: Yeah, I'd agree.
1: So, I mean, yeah, it is weird, but you don't do what you think you would do in those types of situations. So You don't
0: ever know until you're in the situation, right? And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.
1: So the cops also didn't like the timeline of events. The footage from their surveillance videos at their house shows Brian arriving at 1231. And the 911 call was placed at 1242. They felt like this was too long of a window for what Brett says happens happened. Hmm. But it's only 11 minutes, so that doesn't seem like a very large amount of time for me.
0: Right. And that was his friend that got there?
1: Right. Okay. So his friend gets there. He's in the bathroom. While he's in the bathroom, I mean, I don't know. Men take a long time to poop. Yeah, I agree. So I feel like 11 minutes, not that long. But the cops thought this was really weird. Really long time.
0: I don't think 11 minutes is that long at all.
1: So in the footage, they also watched when Brian arrived at the house, he got his bag out. Of- and like slung it over the shoulder pretty forcefully. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: When investigating the scene, they found that the bullets were right on top of the gym bag. Mm -hmm. So they said that this wouldn't have been the case because of the way he handled the bag, that they should have been in the bottom of the bag. Mm -hmm. So they just felt like there was a lot of red flags. But their biggest red flag was that within one week of Tammy and Brian's death, Brett obtained a defense attorney. (laughs) Why are you laughing? (laughs) He called them (laughs) Brett. <laughs> Did I call him Brett? <laughs> yeah, you said bread, Brett. Brett? <laughs> I know I didn't say his name, but it didn't sound like Brett. Anyways, he got a defense attorney. But in later interviews with the lawyer, they had asked him about this. And he said, Quote, anybody who is in a situation like that that doesn't retain an attorney immediately needs psychiatric help.
0: I mean, I don't disagree with
1: that. Me either. And I just thought it was kind of a funny quote. So that's why I ended in there.
0: I feel like the amount of people we see that, like, get wrongfully, I don't know the word I'm looking for, convicted, wrongfully convicted, yeah.
1: Yeah, that's the word. I was thinking accused, but no, because they go to jail. No. Yeah, I don't think he's wrong. I think, I mean, it could look a little fishy, but it could also be what saves him if he is wrong, Mm -hmm. wrongfully convicted. Yeah. Wrongfully accused, whatever. Mm Mm-hmm. The autopsy came back, and the experts say that it would have been nearly impossible for Brian to continue to hold onto the gun after he had been shot because of the wounds to his arm. His bones were broken, his muscles were shredded, and there was a gaping hole directly through his arm that was holding the gun. So they say that it wouldn't have been possible for him to continue to hold the gun. Right. So because of this, Brett becomes their number one suspect. They look more into his past and him and Tammy's relationship. Brett initially told the police that he and Tammy had a great marriage with no issues. Their friends and family say they were a perfect couple. They had been on a family vacation the week before, and Tammy's mom, who was on that vacation with them, said that they seemed to be the happiest that they had been. They were doing really great. But they did discover that Brett was having multiple affairs.
0: Oh, that took a turn I wasn't expecting.
1: There were two that were mentioned a lot, but every article says, like, multiple, so I don't really know how many there were. hmm But both of the women admitted to the affair, and they said that they had no plans to be long-term with Brett. It was just a fling. One of them said that Brett told them about his marriage problems and how they were falling apart, that they didn't even sleep in the same bed anymore. Mm-hmm. Tammy wasn't innocent either. She also previously had an affair. I have one. With one of her best friends. He said that they stopped their affair years ago and remained friends ever since. Okay. It was also discovered that Brett had a bit of a gambling problem and was in quite a bit of debt. About $100,000 to his friend and bookie. And this wasn't the first time that he had done this. A few years prior, he got himself into about the same amount of debt. And it almost caused a divorce between Brett and Tammy. But his dad bailed him out. And they worked on their problems. And they were happy as ever. There was very little forensic evidence, no cameras witnessed the crime, and there were no witnesses other than Brett himself. They searched through the footage again, hoping it would show something. They looked through it for 43 days before they saw anything out of the ordinary. It's a lot of commitment to looking through some footage. Yes. They saw a tiny little movement. Someone in the house looked out the blinds at 1224. Okay. Their theory is that Brett had already killed Tammy at that point and was looking out the window waiting for Brian. Mm. So they tested the blinds and there was gunshot residue on the handle that would have been opened, that he would have opened the blinds with. Okay. The box of ammo found strategically placed on top of the gym bag did not have fingerprints, fingerprints from Brian, only fingerprints from Brett. The gun that was used to shoot Tammy was actually registered to Brett. He says that he gave this gun to Brian, and he actually said that in the 911 call, that it was his own fault because it was his gun that he gave Brian. Okay. He says Brian asked him for it for protection, so Brett gave it to him, and his 15-year-old daughter, Brooke, verified this and says that she was home when that had happened about a month before that. Oh, okay. He set up a meeting with the sheriff. He had the sheriff come to his house and walk through the crime scene so he could once again tell his side of the story. At the end of the meeting, the sheriff told Brett that he didn't believe him and the evidence didn't support his story. The next day, Brett was arrested for two counts of murder. Okay. Brett maintained his innocence and said it was self-defense. Brett's trial was in May of 2013. The prosecutors relied heavily on the setup of the scene. The ammo on top of the bag, the gun in Brian's hand when it would have been impossible for him to keep holding it after getting a hole shot through his arm and falling on the floor. Uh The gunpowder on the blinds proved that he shot Tammy before Brian ever even got there.
0: What about like the times of death? I mean, could they not like figure that out too?
1: Well, the video footage like shows what time. I mean, I guess because it was all so close together. They can't like give like an exact time of death. Okay. But so it was the... Footage of him looking through binds was like twelve twenty-four. And then Brian getting there was like twelve thirty-one. And then him calling into the police was twelve forty two or okay. something. Whatever it was. Okay. Those times might not be exactly right, but something around or along those lines. Right. They also used the fact that he was in debt and that they were having marriage problems. They wanted to prove that his motive was money. Tammy was the breadwinner in the family. She made over six figures, and he was having an affair. So she would leave him, and he wouldn't have her money anymore anyways. She had a life insurance policy for $868,000 and a 401k for $200,000. Okay. Brett was the beneficiary, and this would leave him over a million dollars. Right, yeah. So Brett's defense team focused a lot on the fact that Brett wasn't even smart enough to make the elaborate plan. His lawyer said that it would take a genius.
0: That's a ballsy defense. Yeah. (laughs) My client's too stupid to pull this off. Yeah, pretty
1: much. His lawyer said that it would take a genius to set up what the cops say happened. And although Brett's a fine young man, he's not a genius. They also brought an expert in that says Brian could have kept that gun in his hand. Their expert says that he could have had like a death grip. There was a word for it. I should have put that in there, but I don't remember the word for it, so... Okay. Anyways, it, like, happens, like, right before you die, like, rigor mortis, like, instantly sets in. Okay. In, like, the injured part of you. Anyway, so, like, he could have had a depth grip on the gun, and that's why it didn't come out of his hand. hmm They brought in another expert that said the residue on the blinds could have been blown there by the HVAC system. It was weeks after the fact that they tested it, so it wasn't really reliable. They said that, yes, Brett was in debt, but he was in debt to a friend who even testified in court that he would never hurt Brett. He wasn't worried about the money, and he knew they'd work it out, and he knew that Brett felt that way. What a good little bookie. Wasn't worried about his money. (laughs) They brought in the life insurance agent that sold them the policy, and he says that he actually tried to sell Brett the policy first for his wife, and he turned it down. Then Tammy took out the policy herself later. Okay. Brett... Didn't keep any of this life insurance money he gave all to the kids. I don't know if this was planned beforehand or if maybe he's trying to get himself out of this mess he's in. So that's why he's giving the money to the kids and not keeping it for himself. I don't know. But anyways, um, another expert comes in to say that there wasn't enough gun residue on Brett's hands to be from two different guns from six different shots. And that there was gunshot residue found on Brian's hands. So Brian wouldn't have any gunshot residue if he didn't shoot a gun. right? And their final tactic was to allow Brett to testify for himself, which, as you would assume, did not go well. No. So he basically said that, no, his marriage wasn't the best, but it wasn't as bad as everyone made out to be. Tammy knew about the affair. She knew about his gambling and they were working on it. But he did get into an argument with the prosecutors. He accused her of putting words into his mouth. So pretty much um, didn't seem very likable to the jury after he was getting mad at the prosecutors on the stand. Mm Mm-hmm. Right. At the end of the trial, the jury deliberated for three hours and came back with a guilty verdict for first degree murder for both Tammy Parker and Brian Kepperhurst. He was sentenced to two consecutive life sentences without the possibility of parole. And four months later, both Brett and his father Jack were found guilty on federal charges of operating an illegal gambling business. Oh. Brett was sentenced two more years, and Jack was sentenced five months in jail and three years probation.
0: What are your feelings? Do you think he did it?
1: I don't know. It just kind of seems like... um. I'm not saying that he's not guilty, but I don't have a shadow of a doubt. Ryden? No, that's not don't, right? you don't.
0: You don't think he's guilty without a shadow of a doubt. I agree. Yes. I don't know that I think he's innocent either, but I don't know that I think that there's enough evidence to prove he is guilty. Right. Um. Also, like the gun residue on the blinds. Did they watch enough footage to make sure that he didn't touch the blind after, like, again, later? I don't know. Because, yeah, he might have, like, maybe he did, like, check the blind, like, maybe he thought he heard a car door, and he was like, oh, is my friend here? Nope, okay. And he went to the bathroom, and then maybe he was going to the bathroom, he heard the gunshots, he got out, he came and shot his friend, and then looked out the blind again.
1: Right. Like, well, he was outside during the 911 call. I was going to say, like, maybe he looked out the blinds to see if the cops were there, but he was outside.
0: Well, maybe he looked outside to see, like, oh, shoot, there's a whole bunch of gunshots. Do I have neighbors standing in the driveway? no, yeah, Maybe. I don't know. I
1: mean, and there was gunshot residue on Brian's hands. Why else would he have that?
0: Why would Brian come there to kill him though?
1: Well, he owed him money. Brett owed Brian money, $20,000. Okay. And according to Brett's dad, Brian was desperate because he was in a lot of debt himself and he needed that money.
0: Yeah. I think that that makes more sense to me than for Brett to just, I keep getting confused. Brett and Brian is too close. I know. I I think it makes more sense for Brian to come there trying to collect his debt than for Brett just like go crazy and kill them both. Like for no reason.
1: Like what was his I mean. Right. And they they say the motive was money, but he didn't keep the money. Right. He gave it to his kids.
0: Right. And also with Brian dead, did he owe money to other people?
1: Yeah. He owed money to that bookie. $100,000. Right. But that bookie was also his friend.
0: Right. I don't know. That's a pretty crazy case,
1: though. Yeah. And, like, he got two life sentences for it.
0: Yeah, I don't know that I think he did it. I don't know. It's pretty crazy to me. It's a pretty crazy case. I was really thinking they were going to be having an affair.
1: That's what I thought, too.
0: Kind of let down by that.
1: When I found it, that's what I thought.
0: Kind of disappointed.
1: Wife and best friend died. And I was like, or killed. I was like, ooh. Affair. No, it was not.
0: Go. Kind of let down. Well,
1: it's a pretty good one. Good job. Thank you. Thanks for sharing. Anytime. I liked it a lot. Good, I'm glad. Alright.
0: Well, we'll catch you next week when I also am going to cover a husband killing his wife. Oh, there we go. So, got a theme theme going. We like themes. We sure do. But anyway, thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Hey everyone, thanks for listening. If you liked what you heard and want to
1: support a small podcast, please give us money at
0: www.patreon.com forward slash weekly dose of wicked where you can join one of our three tiers at the five dollar level we've got the moderately wicked for seven dollars a month we've got the awesomely wicked and for all of those high rollers big ballers out there we got the ten dollar level the extraordinarily wicked as a member of our patreon you are entitled to bonus episodes Uh, You also get a one-time shout-out on our podcast, as well as some other cool little extra things going on there. So come on over. Join our fan club.
1: Feel free to give us a follow on Instagram at weekly underscore dose underscore of
0: underscore wicked, or you can literally just search weekly dose of wicked, and we'll pop up because
1: we're the only ones. For a direct feed of our podcast, please go to
0: www.weeklydoseofwicked.buzzsprout.com
1: Great news, you can now listen to us pretty much wherever you like to listen to podcasts. That's right, folks, we are big time.
0: You can now hear your Weekly Dose of Wicked on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, TuneIn Plus Alexa, Podcast Addict, Podchaser, Pocket Cast, Deezer, Listen Notes, Player FM podcast index overcast Castro castbox and pod friend the only place we can't seem to get ourselves on is Pandora so we'll let you know when that happens
1: in the meantime make sure to come back next Wednesday for your weekly dose of, of wicked, wicked.
0: but um <laughs>